I know the World War II buff sitting across from me was super excited for this movie we're about to talk about. Well, seriously, after the sad attempt of Michael Bay's Pearl Harbor in 2001, I have been craving a good movie. And you know, Dunkirk gave me a little bit, but I was looking for another Saving Private Ryan here. Oh my gosh, yes. Well, we saw Midway and... This production is everything Pearl Harbor was trying to be. Wow. (laughs) Pretty strong (laughs) words. And what a way to kick off this review. She's Tuesday. I'm Kaylee. Get ready to set sail on this review. We promise to not make it a three-hour tour. This is Whiskey and Popcorn. The Battle of Midway was a decisive naval battle in the Pacific theater of World War II, and it took place between the 4th and the 7th of June, 1942. Now that's six months after Japan's attack on Pearl Harbor and one month after the Battle of the Coral Sea. While Japan's fleet was larger and more technologically advanced, the U.S. ultimately took the win by inflicting devastating damage on the Japanese naval fleet that proved irreparable. Military historian John Keegan called it the most stunning and decisive blow in the history of naval warfare. Well, okay, nerd. <laughs> <laughs> that is actually an epic quote, by the way. Right? And I I, I kind of like, now I'm going to have to go back through all like my Roman and Greek histories because they had naval battles too. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I, I was like, oh, yeah, I got to put that Whoa. in. Well, obviously, the film Midway is based on real life events of this heroic battle. We are introduced to a team of soldiers both on the U.S. and Japanese side, and Quickly into the film, we experience the attack on Pearl Harbor. And again, I still feel like even that scene was much better than the whole movie of Pearl Harbor. Absolutely. Gosh. And some of it, it almost just seemed like on the periphery of the storyline. Like we do zoom in, but in that situation, it's almost like, oh, yeah, all this stuff is going on. On the island, but we're not necessarily fully concentrating on it. Exactly. It's almost like I was kind of thinking in my head, it's like Mission Impossible when you strike the match and it gets everything going. (laughs) That's how that scene played for me. Yeah. Anyways, so after the Pearl Harbor scene, we experience a bit of Lieutenant Jimmy Doolittle, who's played by Aaron Eckert, his raid on Tokyo, and a little bit of the Battle of the Coral Sea. The main soldiers, though, that we actually follow are pilots... Dick Best, played by Ed Screen, who leads his team in a dive bomb attack at Midway, and the intelligence officer, Commander Edwin Layton, played by Patrick Wilson, who supports the Codebreaker team, who cracked the code, the Japanese code, and predicted the Midway attack. Here is a super awesome clip from the trailer. Pearl Harbor is the greatest intelligence failure in American history. This can never happen again. I want to make it right. At least some of the boys still want to fight. The Japanese are planning something bigger. So what's the target? We believe it's Midway. Washington disagrees. Washington is wrong. 
we lose the Japanese on the West Coast. <laughs> I mean, it, it sounds super dramatic, but it was so awesome. But okay, World War II nerd, what did you think? Kaylee, this movie was absolutely everything. Star-studded, emotional, exciting, even educational. You don't have to be a World War II buff to follow this film. It's the perfect mix of interpersonal relationships, kind of buddy-buddy conversations, active war fighting, storytelling, and dialogue. To say I'm singing its praises would be an understatement. Well, I am 100% on board with you on this. You heard me. I walked into that movie, Please Don't Be a Pearl Harbor, Please Don't Be a Pearl Harbor. (laughs) And it was just so wow for me because it's what I want out of my war films. There is no stupid romantic plot, which I was like, he's a huge relief. Like, if anything, like, the guys are married. So it's not like you have this romance intertwining the war story. No, we have a pre-existing family, a wife and child, that we follow a bit, but there's just no stupid, I'll come back for you, my girlfriend, like (laughs) stupid love story that they always feel like they have to intertwine into these stories, and they're so unnecessary. Oh, exactly. And, you know, with this, it's it's a little bit different than Saving Private Ryan in that where that's a very much like you character-driven film. This is a very much events-driven film, but the characters are well-rounded enough that even though we're kind of switching or we're following the stories of Dick Best, but they were balanced with stories with Admiral Chester W. Nimitz, who he oversaw all of the Pacific. And he kind of walked into it with one hand tied behind his back because the U.S. was outgunned, outshipped, outplaned. As you said, they were not as technologically advanced as Japan, which all of that I didn't either remember or realize Um, So when they said in the film, I was like, oh, whoa. You know, I I do recall that World War II is kind of when the U.S. stepped up onto the international scene in a way it had never done before. But I was very much like, oh, we're this scrappy little team trying to take on the big dogs. I didn't realize how much of an underdog fight it was, particularly since a lot of World War II films we focus on are in Europe. There aren't as many Pacific World War II films that I have seen. Right. And where would you scale this along the lines of Dunkirk? Better, worse, on the same plane? You know, I feel like it's not fair to compare the two. Dunkirk had a very different frenetic feel, and it was a very different way of telling the story because it was playing with the idea of time. You know, it was however many hours to till the planes bombed the beach. It was however many uh, days until the ships arrived, however many weeks that the soldiers had been traveling, all that stuff. And the action was, and the tension was built around that, mm-hmm. whereas Midway was very linear. It was driven by the events, and we got much more, I think, big battle scenes. Like, we didn't get as many, if really any real dogfights in the air in Dunkirk. There was there was a bit when the Germans were flying over and bombing them on the beach, 
But here we really got to see and experience as much as you can in a movie theater what it's like to be in the cockpit of either the Japanese or the American planes dive bombing on ships and just seeing all that gunfire come up at you. It was pretty spectacular. And I mean, some critics, some of our friends have said it felt too much like a video game, but I totally ate it up. Like, I thought it was awesome. Yeah, surprise, they need to use CGI. Like, the fact that that would surprise anyone drives me nuts. Just go and enjoy it. Like, okay, oh, I know, I know it's CGI. Okay, fine. Like, <laughs> it, we're still vastly better than we were 20 years ago, and you just had a green screen and you worked with what you had. Right, remember Star Wars and all the little models? <laughs> <laughs> Planes in there? Like, we're far beyond that. Now, something that I wanted to mention that I know... Kaylee and I both really appreciated was at no time were they actively attempting to make Japan this evil being that right they weren't demonizing there was no demonization to Japan now of course our U.S. team gets more playing time but I really enjoyed that we would all regularly pan to the Japanese fleet and some of the admirals, or I'm not sure what they call them, um, but some of the higher ranking soldiers and really what was going on on their side as well. And yeah. and that was really nice because I don't want it to be one-sided. I wanted to know what was the game plan on their end and what did the conversations look like on their end. And Midway did a really good job of doing that. Yeah, I and I appreciate that as well. Of course, this is you know told through the lens of American eyes and the American victory. But the film actually starts in Japan with one of the higher-ups actually speaking with Edwin Layton, played again by Patrick Wilson, and um, he, he warns him, Japan is getting all its oil from America, so don't push us. Don't think you can push us around. And Layton, you know, was trying to warn his superiors it sounds like years yeah. before the war started. Now, yeah, it was don't mess with their oil. Don't block the oil from coming to them. And it's exactly what the U.S. did. And that's exactly where we got ourselves in the middle of the war. And I mean, he Leighton, you know, acknowledges and he grieves over in the film. Um, and I'm sure in real life that how he missed the fact that Pearl Harbor was going to be attacked. But it's like, oh, my gosh, I'm sure hindsight's 2020, but we get to start in Japan and then we get to see the Japanese saying and the kind of the conflict, because there was there were two factions. You could probably say more in Japan, but there were those who really wanted to go out and conquer and spread into Asia and take over the Pacific. And there were those who are like, no, you know, we need to not overextend ourselves and don't poke the bear, essentially. <laughs> but we all know who won in that argument, but we got to sit in the room with the Japanese uh, military officials and, and the emperor and see that. Uh, we got to see the emperor being escorted out of the palace when uh, Tokyo was being bombed by the U.S., which I did not know. Again, a lack in our schooling. <laughs> I, <feel like laughs> I did not know we actually bombed Tokyo bef- uh, shortly after Pearl Harbor. And then they, they did a really nice thing at the end of the film where they dedicated the film to both the U.S. and the Japanese soldiers who fought in World War II. And I just felt like that was a really classy move. That and I felt that the movie was a beautiful tribute. 
to not only our soldiers, but to all of those who have lived through it, didn't live through it, and still struggle with it today. Yeah, yeah. And I think we should also point out, this is actually a remake from the 1976 film by the same name, also called Midway, and that starred Charlton Heston and Henry Fonda. Now, we can't speak to that because neither one of us have seen it. But now I have to. (laughs) But yeah, I, I think it's worth going back and watching to see what kind of inspiration they got from the 1976 or if they went completely rogue from that. For sure. If you truly want to celebrate this Veterans Day, this is clearly your most timely option to go see at the movies. And what that there wouldn't be a better way to celebrate uh, Monday than, or to celebrate the holiday in the next few weeks of Veterans Day than to go see this movie. Absolutely. Well, I think it's time to raise our glasses to all those who fought in the Great War. And we're going to do that with a drink. Since we're in Hawaii for a good portion of the film and just in the Pacific in general, I felt like I needed a little tropical something something. Okay. So I'm going to pour myself a Honolulu cocktail number one. Is there like multiple numbers? Unknown. Okay. All right. <laughs> I have not yet fact-checked that, <laughs> but I'm willing to try them all. Um, but this is a gin-based cocktail. Um, it's got orange juice, pineapple juice, lemon, and sugar cane, and gin. Mix that bad boy up, add a pineapple and marchino cherry garnish, and you could feel like you're on the beach on vacation. Wow. I went the complete opposite <laughs> of you. On this one, you're gonna love me or you're gonna hate me for this one. I did torpedo juice. Oh my, that doesn't sound good. What is that? Torpedo juice was first mixed in World War II. It is made from pineapple juice and the 180 proof grain alcohol fuel used in U.S. Navy torpedo motors. Gross. Ah, it sounds so good. Oh it's so, so gross. You would drink that. Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. Well, on that note, if you want more drink suggestions or movie reviews, make sure you subscribe. We are on all major podcasting platforms, including your favorites of iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. And, of course... Keep yourself above water by following us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And if you haven't yet, why have you not bookmarked whiskeyandpopcorn.org? Seriously. Like for real, though. And we'll catch you guys at the next movie.